0: Pro Wrestling Show Live. My name is Simon Miller, and you have joined me live here on YouTube. We're also a podcast, don't forget, and you get exclusive episodes on the podcast version. Sometimes you even get exclusive episodes on here, but they vanish. Whereas the ones on the podcast apps will stay there forever. So even if you want to listen to it till the day you die, you can do it. That's a little bit strong. My mic needs to be turned up. There we go. It has turned up. Something's wrong with my camera today. I don't know what's going on with it, but hey, we persevere regardless. First and foremost, hope everybody enjoyed WrestleMania 36. The weekend has now come to an end. We obviously had a SmackDown on Friday, then two nights of Mania and Raw. Raw was a very strange show uh, to say... <laughs> <laughs> to say the least but we will get there uh, in due course i was like we got to talk about WrestleMania first because of course we did which certainly had its share of ups and downs cheap plug for ups and downs in 55 minutes over on what culture wrestling and you can get my um well, i guess my upping and downing take over there but please do give them a subscribe and if you are on my channel right now give me a subscribe as well and hit that like button a uh, shout out to everyone that joined the patreon this week thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, all rewards are going out but i know post is quite slow right now uh, but patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316 is where you can uh, help me out there should you so wish or you can get involved using the super chat right now on youtube uh, obviously people on podcasts don't do that it's not going to help anything and if you want to call me a bald asshole you can do that on twitter and instagram at simonmiller316 we'll do the super chat stuff straight away otherwise i'll miss them because that's usually what happens my man tom talks rubbish <laughs> in the super chat says slightly controversial question. This how I like to kick things off. So don't answer if you don't want to. But what do you think what culture would if the guys from Cultaholic didn't leave? Hang on. What do you think what culture would have done if the guys from Cultaholic didn't leave? Love all you do. Uh, I don't know. I can't answer that. I've got no problem talking about it. But I think the um, the good thing about it all is that Cultaholic's doing really, really well. What culture continues to do really, really well. And that's all that matters. As long as everybody is happy and successful and has peace in their lives... I have no beef towards anybody. A non-WWE guy in the Super Chat says, I watched d one Supercard yesterday instead of Raw. It was really nice reliving the first major wrestling show that I got to see, but five plus hours is a long time. You're damn right it is. And on that note, we'll talk about WrestleMania 36. Nice way to shift across. Because my favorite thing about WrestleMania 36 was the fact that both shows are only three and a half hours long. Obviously, three and a half plus three and a half equals seven, which is now our traditional running time for WrestleMania. But I found it a lot more palatable and a lot more digestible. Not that I now want WrestleMania to be aired over a weekend. I don't. I think, A, it's going to be so hard to fill a stadium twice. So I don't think WWE will do it from that point of view. But on top of that... I I think I enjoyed night one more than night two. Not necessarily because night one was better than night two, but just because I'm more amped and I'm more hyped because it's WrestleMania. And as much as I did enjoy the second night, I'd already gone through it once. I hate to repeat myself all the time, but it is the law of diminishing returns, which is exactly what this was. So... I, I think I would go back to a, a normal one show format in the future. But with that said, I thought WWE surpassed all expectations. I did a video on What Culture about that too. So please do check it out. It's called Why WrestleMania 36 Surpassed All Expectations. And I thought it was a really, really good show with you take the circumstances, you know, into the equation. Like, are we still going to be talking about the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross? Probably not. Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley? Probably not. Even Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, which I thought was one of the best matches of the weekend. Because of the empty arena in us and because of the strangeness of it all, I don't really think it's going to be a WrestleMania that we will, by and large, come back to. And you can't compare it. Like, if anyone goes, oh, you know, WrestleMania 24 was so much better than WrestleMania 36. That's like saying, you know, me eating an an apple is better than not going to the doctors. Like, they're two completely different things. And this is obviously taking into account that hopefully WWE put health and safety first. But ultimately, as long as that was taken care of, then hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, I love the distraction for the weekend. Um, with, With the title changes... I don't. I don't know how I feel about them, but I would just the thing. Is, Drew McIntyre's title change was was awesome, right? It was just brilliant. Even without a crowd, it was just someone who has. I hate saying the term "deserve it" because it gets overused in professional wrestling. So I'm just clicking around, making sure things are working. I hate. Yeah, I hate saying that because it's just a, it's just a silly thing to say. But he has had such a crazy journey especially because he got fired seven years ago, whenever the hell it was, to come back and not only beat Brock Lesnar, but clearly get on Brock Lesnar's good side to the to the point, you know, he put him over stronger than anyone I can remember for some time. It's the, the only missing piece was the fans, right? Was the crowd. If we had had that, this would have been an absolutely amazing coronation. And on the flip side, you know, Braun Strowman winning the Universal Championship comes out of nowhere as it was always going to because of the Roman Reigns situation. And it's just like, okay, I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't happy about it. I was just there for it. I happened to witness something happen on my television set, and then I went off to do something else with my day. So it's like, it was very, very bizarre. It was very, very bizarre all around. Um, I don't know what we do on SmackDown. I think WWE filmed SmackDown last night. I think. I could be wrong. But I'm intrigued to see what they do with Drew McIntyre. Obviously, if you don't know, there was a secret match on WrestleMania. Because why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't there be a secret match? And it was that 20 minutes after Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar, he came back out to do an interview and actually had a match with the Big Show. I don't know why. I can't answer this for you, other than the fact that stuff just happens. But yes, that match did take place. That match went down. Brock Lesnar had left the building. So I guess the Big Show came out to try and get revenge on him. I don't know. And Drew McIntyre beat him after saying, I will never team up with you. I never have a match with you. And then he just went and had a match with him. I don't. Obviously, that was shown on Raw, but it was presented like it happened after WrestleMania. And given that they were both in the Performance Center, I don't understand why we couldn't have just pushed the change to Raw button and just say it was a Raw thing. If somebody could explain that to me, that would be awesome. It wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't a good thing. It brings up a lot of questions. Does that mean the big show technically headlined WrestleMania? I don't have an answer to it, but I would love to know. But yes, in terms of the world title stuff, intrigued us it would do with Braun, not massively fast. Really happy for Drew McIntyre. Hopefully we don't just, you know, forget about this in a few weeks and we actually drive it home. Uh, the things I want to touch upon mainly though, unless if you want to t- me to wear anything else in the comments, please do, are obviously the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse match. Quick shout out to Brandon Carvalho in the Super Chat, who just says Otis Mania. Yeah, that was awesome as well. Again, the only thing that was missing was the, was the crowd going nuts, but you can't get mad at that. And shout out to my dad, Daz4785, who said, mainly it was good overall. We have to appreciate it. I would agree. And my man, John the Gin, the super chat says, have you thought about joining Cameo.com? I'm sure you would do well there. Hope you are well in the circumstances, hand on heart. That's very kind, John. I mean, without wanting to do a cheap plug, yes, I mean, I don't do Cameo, but if you sign up to my patron at a relevant tier, you can get a personalized video message and it'll be longer than 30 seconds and it's cheaper than Cameo. So <laughs> if you do want a personalized video message, you can get it at patreon.com forward slash simonmiller316 and of course all my patron exists is to you know make money so i can do my own personal projects that's a fact uh damn lemney in the super chat says talking about wrestlemania hand on the heart for you i enjoyed wrestlemania the only thing i didn't like was flair winning i love the boneyard match Otis just winning and the firefly funhouse the only reason i had a problem with charlotte flair winning is just because i want rhea ripley to be a big star and i think she has all the chops to do that but you have to put those people over on the big shows. And I understand people saying, oh, we've got to let the story play out and let's wait to see what happens. Totally, you're right. But you're still allowed a gut reaction to it. Great match. Those two absolutely smashed it. But if you sit me down right now, which I've done, and you say, Simon, what would you have preferred? I said, well, I would have preferred Charlotte Flair to have lost and Rhea Ripley to have won. I don't think it would have affected Charlotte Flair. And I think it would have done Rhea Ripley the world of goods. And I'm going to talk about the um, the Boneyard and the Firefly Fun how in one minute. So I will do that. But firstly, I'll say hello to Super Sign Blast in the super chat. Salute to you, Becky and Bailey should have dropped their belts. Uh, I don't agree with the Bailey one. Massive surprise that Fire Wave. I enjoyed it far more than I was anticipating. And I think if we're going to build to Sasha versus Bailey, it's best that Shasta Banks is the one that takes the title offer in a one-on-one. Becky, I would agree with you, but they're still continuing the feud on Raw, so I- I- I'm not massively, uh, I'm not massively fussed. Right. Let's talk about the Firefly Funhouse match first, because if you watch my ups and downs, this seemed to be a misconstrued massively. I think because I went absolutely crazy about the Boneyard match, and I was more reserved, I suppose, with the Firefly Funhouse match. And I got a bunch of idiots on Twitter, assignment of 316, yelling at me all day, which is great. As long as I make you react, I don't care. But I thought it was brilliant. I need to make this clear. I thought it was brilliant. I thought creatively it was stupendous. I think Bray Wyatt gets this stuff better than maybe anyone we've ever seen when it comes to the stuff that he wants to do within the world of wrestling the fact that john cena was happy for so much of his personal life to be parodied that way you know as a a package a video a piece of art whatever you want to call it i loved it i loved it and i applaud wwe and whoever got that past all the red tape for being so creative in such difficult times it's exactly what they should have done i have rant and gone on about that for weeks do use this as an opportunity to see if you can't spark gold. And I think they did spark gold. And I mean the good and the bad, because people start saying ridiculous things, is it can be interpreted in different ways. Unfortunately, there's a crew going around now who apparently have worked out how what it was meant to be, and you're not allowed to have your own take on it. They will bury you into the ground, which is a shame because I like being above ground, but this is how we learn. It's just I preferred the boneyard match. I mean, as a piece of entertainment. I thought they were both top notch. But if someone said to me, Simon, do you want to watch the Boneyard match again right now? The Firefly Funhouse match again right now? I would choose the Boneyard. And it was probably just because A, it had more of a narrative thread running through it, which I guess I just like as a consumer, an individual. I like the fact there was a proper winner or loser. Not that I didn't care that John Cena, Bray Wyatt didn't have one. I'm just, you know, these are things that stuck out to me. And without one to sound like a massive geek, it was just more metal. (laughs) And I like metal, So when it was presented to me in this sense, I was like, sweet, it's all metal and corny and sci-fi channel. That was it. It was just, you know, it was just what I preferred as I sat there watching. It doesn't mean one was better than the other. And it doesn't mean that your opinion has now been crept on. I love the fact we had one each night, and I think that WWE, as, long as as well as their empty arena promos that they've done with the intenseness, are things they should carry on, even when we've all forgotten about the situation we're in right now and we're moving forward. We've wanted WWE to freshen up their act for some time, and it's hard to do that. Again, something else I said on videos is we need something, but what that is, I don't know. Hopefully, we can stumble across it, and I think we stumbled across it here. It doesn't mean you can do it on every pay-per-view or every single Raw. You've got to treat it like a, a main event in the same way you don't defend the World Championship. Championship as much as you can you try and play it out so that the fans can buy into it but it's an avenue they certainly shouldn't close the door on whatsoever and you know even though i do think the firefly funhouse uh, segment was more geared to people like you and i hardcore fans who've been watching for a long while that's not a problem every now and then you should be deserved for for the um the amount of hours you've put in you know, some of the greatest sitcoms and dramas of all time have done that. Some punish you if you don't start at the beginning. They're like, well, look, if you didn't give us the investment from day one, you're going to have to go back and catch up. So, yeah, no problem whatsoever with, uh, with, with with that at all. But I do think it's a criticism you could make. Oh, if you never watch wrestling and, you know, WWE's big thing with WrestleMania 36 was to try and get new people through the door. I think it's a fair point just to make and go. Some That may have got over some people's heads. And sure, maybe they go and do the research. They become hardcore fans but I'll grow hair before that happens because that's an argument that's been used for the last 50 years and it has never happened. It has never happened. Well, When all my WrestleMania friends who don't follow the stories watch that, they just text me saying, Miller, can you just send me a point by point thing about what the hell that was? They liked it, but it didn't. they weren't encouraged to go and find out what the, the deeper meaning was. They just wanted to know the idea behind it, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I thought both of them were exactly what WrestleMania needed. Um, in terms of the title of this video, I think the Boneyard match was the best match ever. Obviously, I'm exaggerating and it's hyperbole. But I have watched it multiple times and it made me happy. And sometimes I think it, that's all that wrestling needs to do. All that wrestling needs to do is make you happy. And if it achieves that, then it wins. And we all win. And when that first night of WrestleMania finished and we had the the logo pop up in the corner as if I just watched the end of a sitcom or a movie, I was like, that was great. It felt different. Again, we had... Uh, we'd maneuvered ourselves as best as we could. I just, it's just, it was just a 10 out of 10. It was a 10 out of 10. Brilliant stuff. Same with John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Again, I just, maybe maybe it's because the Boneyard match came first. Maybe if I'd see the Firefly Funhouse match first. You just don't know. Brains and human beings are weird. But overall, I really, really enjoyed WrestleMania 36. I thought they did a great job. The empty arena matches, yes, I think will be lost in the shuffle, but there's nothing wrong with that. Although we'll have some moments from it, right? I think while it was being a bit contentious, I think, uh, you know, Randy Orton, Edge's concerto at the end and Edge's face will, will last the test of time. Drew McIntyre winning the title will. Obviously, the two cinematic experiences that we've just talked about. And I'm sure there are some other moments. Kevin Owens diving off the WrestleMania sign. Seth Rollins curb-stumping an enemy crab. You know <laughs> you know what it is. I think it had far, it was far better than it had any right to be, given the sheer madness of the build but I'm more than happy to have got to distract myself for a couple of days. So thank you to all the wrestlers for putting in all the effort. I had a damn good time. Shout out to damn Lemley, who agrees. At WrestleMania, he would have preferred Shayna Baszler to have won. I agree. But again, we we're, the feud isn't dead. So there's always hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And my man Malma Blazovic is back and Supercheck goes, hey, Simon, what's up? How are you doing in quarantine? Man, this pandemic really showed that WWE is nothing without fans. Well, I'm not in quarantine for the record. That sounds like I got the, the thing. I didn't. We're just in lockdown over here in the UK. Not there's anything wrong with being in quarantine. I just don't want to get you know the wrong messages out there. There's enough wrong messages out there right now, which is fear mongering and scary people. We should stay away from that. Uh, I don't think you'd say WWE is nothing without fans, although I certainly take your point of view. It needs fans, though. And I think the novelty of everything else has worn off now. Uh, We got through WrestleMania weekend. I think we're in for a bit of a slog now, as Raw kind of insinuated. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, WrestleMania uh, surprised us. Maybe some other uh, things can surprise us as well. My man James S. in the Super Chat says, Thoughts on the rumors of Fiend versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 37? Should it be Taker's true retirement match? Well, there are only rumors because people now want to see a, the, the WrestleMania 37 is not planned. Of course it's not. You can pretend that they have that kind of long-term booking, but they don't. It started because people now want to see Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker for two very specific reasons. One, they want to see the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhound match be pushed together with the two main stars of each. But also, it would be another cross off Bray Wyatt's list. I think the last two are just Undertaker and Randy Orton. So yes, if Undertaker is going to retire and he can just disappear in a cinematic visual and Bray Wyatt benefits from that, then that's going to tick a lot of boxes. Um, Do I want to see it? Yes. Do I want it to be the Undertaker's retirement match? I always say the same thing. That's up to the man known as Mark Calloway. Uh, I find it quite difficult when people say, oh, he should retire. Because I can imagine it's quite hard to retire. It must be, especially when you've been doing something for that long and you're that passionate about something. It's so easy to go, I'm going to walk away when I know I haven't got it anymore. But when push comes to shove, it's not easy. You go look at any kind of sportsman when they stop doing what they love and they will tell you they go through a pretty severe transition mentally to adjust. So if Mark Calloway wants to do this till he's 98, he can do it till he's 98. I don't think it tarnishes his legacy. I never understood that. That's like saying the original... Uh, sorry the sequel star wars movies affect the originals to me they don't i can still watch those first three films and have a blast i just ignore those ones and if i want to ignore you know taker's match against goldberg or the tag match in saudi arabia i'll just do it and i remember him taking on kane or Shawn michaels or bret hart or so many other matches that i've loved throughout my throughout my life uh das4785 the super chat says apollo cruz wow push this man what a raw match yeah i enjoyed it and they went a long time I got very, very excited about that match, as you can find out on What Culture Ups and Downs in 40 minutes over on What Culture Wrestling. Subscribe to them and subscribe to me. And of course, shout out to pinsandknuckles.com who supports Simon's Pro Wrestling show. They are currently don't like the word suffering, but they are currently dealing with the situation as we all are. But support them all you can anyway. Nikki Nacho in the super chat says If WWE goes away from live content for a while, how are you going to pivot? I'm here for it all, just wondering if you've got a plan. Hope you're healthy. I mean, if you're referencing ups and downs, Downs, WWE seemed intent on filming shows for weeks. So I don't think it's going to be a problem. And if they don't do live shows, we just won't do ups and downs. You know, you wouldn't get a movie reviewer to sit in a, in a dark cinema and just come out and make something up. So there's loads of others. There's, content on YouTube is not hard. We can do chats like this. We can do lists. We can do why videos, how videos, booking videos. You know, there's a big well you can, uh, you can throw yourself into. So luckily, I appreciate your concern, but it, nothing will change other than ups and downs may you know wait till there's a show that we can up and down and that's fine that's fine uh, the storm legacy in the super chat says the firefly funhouse was a psychological masterpiece here's to this keeping you going a little while longer keep doing what you love thank you the storm legacy that's very kind of you and i give you a salute for those nice words and this support in the super chat uh james a25 in the super chat said i enjoyed mania i have a lot of respect for the talent it's so annoying how some fans don't know how hard it is to perform without a crowd as a wrestler dude it's t- annoying how some fans don't understand how hard it is to perform with a crowd I've kind of learned that now. I was reading somebody's... I think I must have seen it on Twitter. And somebody's review of WrestleMania was like, oh, that's crap because they botched. And that was crap because they botched. I was like, who cares about botches? Who cares about botches? I will go on my little rant now. If somebody is resting in a wrestling ring and slips on the rope... I mean, I'm not talking about when you drop someone and may hurt them. But taking that aside, when people make mistakes... What world do you think we're living in where that's not going to happen? I will never, unless it's a complete botch from start to finish and people are slipping around like they're on banana skins, I'm never going to rag on a match for botches. It really makes me mad. I think it's an insult. Everyone makes mistakes. Imagine you're at your job. Say you're a data analyst. And you accidentally copy and paste it. and someone popped up and went, You suck. You'd be like, all right, bro, I made one mistake. Let me rectify it. So yeah, I can't stand any of that. So you're right. Fans sometimes, well, who even cares? Screw that type of fan. Screw him. As long as they're happy, I don't even care. Super Science Blast and Super Chat says, I think Brock put Drew over greatly big respect. He did. He laid down that mat for minutes after he got that third or fourth, fifth, seventh, ninth Claymore kick. And I tell you, man, I, I've come to this conclusion now. People get mad. To me, Brock Lesnar is one of the best ever. Just is. Just is I never get bored of him. He always feels like a star. I always look forward to see what he's gonna do. Sure, he hasn't had a perfect record. The Drew and uh, the Drew, the Dean Ambrose match at WrestleMania a few years ago, not that great. But everyone has. I can find some Hogan matches that aren't some great Austin Rock. Everyone has bad matches. But I'm putting him up there. Brock Lesnar, easily in my top 10. Could be in my top five. I'll have to think about it. Tom Talks Roberts in the Super Chat says, I miss crowds right now. We can't have them. But I feel WWE has no atmosphere and WWE does this better. Cue the comments that say, I'm a shill. I don't care. Each to their own, man. Each to their own. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. If you prefer AEW, the cool news is that AEW, a brand new TV show, will not only be on tomorrow, but for the foreseeable future. Because they, too, have blanket uh, recorded. So it's not going to go away. You can get your AEW fix. Uh, Electric Relaxation, which is a nice name, in the super chat says, you never cover Be the Elite. The last one was great. I always appreciate it when people want me to cover more stuff. I really, really do. It means the world and it means you're invested and you're engaged. And I, I will never take that for granted. But I do need to sleep. (laughs) I I need to have a break. I can't cover anything, everything. It's like when the people say to me, Simon, why don't you cover Impact? And why don't you cover NWA? and You should be covering NXT UK. It's like, I can't because I'm only one man and I'm a freelancer by trade. So I have lots of, well, not at the moment because the world stopped, but usually I have lots of little things going on and I need to have my downtime. And it'd be unfair to my girlfriend. So (laughs) I have to balance it out, but I do appreciate it. So no, I'm not going to start doing being the elite. It's just, I just don't have the time, is the honest. And I'm lucky. I'm lucky not to have the time. I'm very blessed that that's the case. Uh, Lava Drake in the Super Chat says, could have bought the network instead. Here is that money I promised you to buy some sleeves or your (laughs) t-shirts. Love you, bud. Stay safe. Are you the guy that had a little jostle on, either in comments or on Twitter? I said to somebody, all right, you pay for it. Oh, I appreciate that, man. That's very, very kind. And I just want everyone to know, some people get it, some people don't. If I interact with you on Twitter in a silly way, I'm 100% being silly. You will know if you have pissed me off. You will know. It will be very, very obvious because I'll put on my dad tone. But that's very, very kind, Lava Drake. What I'm actually going to do is pocket that money and cut my sleeves off just to wind you up. Anyway, let's talk, let's talk about Raw. Raw is the weirdest show I've ever seen in my life. Clearly they don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks. So they are playing their cards as best they can. We've kind of touched upon the Drew McIntyre big show thing. I don't want to talk about that again. I don't understand it. It's as simple as that. I didn't get it. Uh, look, it's good that Drew McIntyre beat another big guy like the Big Show. Why the Big Show was a heel or even had this opportunity, I don't know. Also thought it was a little bit much to commentator saying this has never happened before. When geeks like you and I can go WrestleMania 9, Rey Mysterio, Money in the Bank cash-ins. It's happened a lot, but whatever. Who cares? He won. That's what matters. It, it makes no difference to Drew McIntyre's rise, and it makes no difference to the Big Show because he's the Big Show. So it was just there. The things I felt stood out the most to me not necessarily in the positive way. That's not a really fair thing to say, but I thought all the schmoz finishes with the Street Profits and Angel Guards and Austin Theory wore me out. And it was like a 25-minute segment with two DQs and they just had, just have the six-man tag and let it go long. I I couldn't quite understand that and I'm also because I'm a massive nerd I can't stand rematches from pay-per-views 24 hours later especially when the Street Profits won so handedly I'm like why do I need to see this again I saw it if you wanted them to have a big match just give them an extra 10 minutes on Wrestlemania it was pre-recorded you could have cut 10 minutes of Edge versus Randy Orton but it was still kind of nothing there it seems like Bianca Belair is now officially on Raw awesome that's cool um, I wouldn't have minded if she'd stayed in NXT. I think she has a massive upside. I like Bianca Belair, Belair a lot. I don't know whether she's going to, she's going to with Zelina Vega first. I wonder if she'll go after Charlotte eventually. The Charlotte sit down interview or stood up interview, whatever it was. My only worry with that is I don't want to bury Rhea Ripley too much. As long as she now comes back and wins the title from Charlotte in a few weeks, months, however long you want to book it, that's fine. But I think we have something with Rhea Ripley and I don't want to lose that. And I feel like sometimes you have to strike when the iron is hot. So that will be interesting to to see what we do. I need my notes. It's so hard to remember what happens on Raw when it's just... uh, Someone says the big show was just there to promote its Netflix show, but I didn't really get much promotion from it. It didn't didn't make me go... um... Oh, hang on a minute. I have an issue. I have an issue. Sorry, let me just deal with this. It's an ups and downs issue. This is not a good thing to do, Shin. Somebody's got confused about who's editing ups and downs. Right, there we go. I've sorted that out. Otherwise, that would have been an issue and ups and downs would never have gone up. Confusion in the ranks. I was getting up my raw stuff and I didn't do it. (laughs) I just forgot. Where's my raw notes? That's my poem that you can see live on ups and downs. Um... Oh, yeah. Liv Morgan versus Oscar. Really, really good match. And I enjoyed it immensely. Don't understand why Liv, Liv Morgan lost. But, meh, you know, <laughs> all these matches are going to just be forgotten because of the empty arena stuff. But I can't. I. I to me, Liv Morgan has something. And I felt like that was the story being told here because the commentators were all like, oh, Liv Morgan won at WrestleMania. She's on a roll. She's going to do really, really well. And then it kind of just ended with her losing to oscar i don't mind oscar winning because she's had crazy booking anyway um but and, she, and Liv morgan tweeted out afterwards you know keep watching so maybe there's a plan in place here my only worry with that is that um oh right well this is all going off now hang on i gonna have to sort this out i will be back in literally two seconds my apology but it's all gone bad and we're back sorry basically ups and downs confusion it's all right it's all sorted now uh yeah Liv morgan I would have personally, well, I don't even care. Like, I, I do think it's difficult. Like, this is the kind of situation where WWE booked themselves into a corner because I don't think that Oscar needed to lose. And I don't think that Morgan needed to lose. And then you put them in a match. I did look, but we got to give credit where credit is due. I do like the fact that we didn't do any nonsense finishes. No DQs, no run-ins, no nothing. It was straight. And sometimes you do need that. So I don't want to be too much of a hypocrite. Like it's cool when you start looking at wrestling and it was real and you suspend your disbelief that two fighters can be put together in a match and on that night the better the better person won but on the flip side to that with wrestling when you do have control of that and you know there's an upside for neither of them losing I find it odd when you don't capitalize on that but it was mostly fine I like the match actually I think Liv Morgan's underrated I don't know what you guys th- let me know in the comments do you think Liv Morgan's underrated every time I watch it I think there's this idea in the air that she's just there as a you know, supplementary figure. But I actually think when you watch her, she's, you know, there's there's something more there. I think if we can just get her a character and we can stop switching her around all over the place, I think there is something in Liv Morgan. I really, really do. Uh, Becky Lynch showing the stuff was good because it means we're carrying on that feud. Charlie Caruso asked the funniest question I've ever heard in my life when she said, did you reverse it with your last gasp of air? Last gasp of air. Imagine you ask that to. Were you about to die? Strangest thing ever. Shayna Baszler, little poem thing was yeah, it's a little bit on the nose, but it was it was fine. She's pissed off. She's going to go beat Becky Lynch. I like the feud. I do like the feud, and I like the fact we are kind of spinning it as Becky lucked out almost. Not a fluke because she obviously put herself in a position to to have the the pressure on the shoulders. I just think if we can just tread water until we get back to having fans really make Shayna Baszler an asshole and then have her win the championship, I'll be pretty pleased. I'll, I'll be pretty pleased with that. Uh, and then, yeah, this is when we went through all that stuff with the Street Profits that went on for flipping ages. I do think that was too much. I am excited about Ricochet and Cedric Alexander as a tag team. I thought it was a one and done a few weeks ago. But then as it turns out, it does seem like they've been paired together. Much better than them being relegated to main event, which is not fair. Uh, They beat Orny Lorcan and Danny Burchett. That kind of sucks. I like that tag team, but I think it all depends who can get to. You have to take it with a pinch of salt because who can actually get to the arena, right? Who can get to the performance center are the people that are going to focus on. But I really do hope that we build them up properly because that is a damn good tag team. And we need good tag teams. Much like going back to my Liv Morgan point, we need women to be able to step in, women to step into the position once we're done with Becky Lynch and Shayna. Obviously, there's another one that we'll talk about in a second. Had the Seth Rollins thing afterwards. He built a uh, bit a jobber. Well, it wasn't a jobber. It was the Denzel Bob from NXT. It was fine. I think between that and the Kevin Owens promo where they weren't 100% sure which direction they're going in, they've just done exactly what I said. We'll tread water until we know what we can do, and then we'll build... Cause Kevin Owens was basically like, maybe I'll go after titles, or maybe I'll beat up more idiots like Seth Rollins. So, you know, you have absolutely no idea. I was disappointed with Nia Jax coming back as strange as that sounds it was obviously always planned for the night after Wrestlemania 36 I would have held off on it I think you have to adapt to the situation you find yourself in and I think her storming out and taking on somebody in a more prominent feud Liv Morgan for example would have been good would have got a better reaction with a crowd with fans. I don't see what benefit her coming it's almost like we've diluted it now and we and we've taken it away. So that was kind of disappointing. Obviously she just beat um uh what's her face? Dionna Parazzo down on down on in NXT. And that was fine. Then we had Humberto Carrillo be, beating Brandon Vink. I think this was WWE's way of experimenting. because so We didn't get any old matches. We got highlights from the Boneyard match, but we didn't get any old matches. So I think WWE thought, well, let's have a bunch of short squash matches to see if that holds the audience's retention, because clearly the retro matches are not. It didn't hold my attention. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If you do anything too much, like if you double up on DQ finishes or you double up on squash matches or whatever, I notice it. And I'm like, wait, you just he it, it kind of lacks creativity which is a shame because they were so cre- creative over the weekend but you've got to try these things you have to do litmus test stuff to see if it's going to work maybe it will if the ratings come in and short squash matches keep people's attentions because they don't feel the need to tune out then you've smashed it then you've won uh, and then obviously we went into the most as i called it here the most confusing segment in raw history when we had a secret wrestlemania match a secret wrestlemania match what are you going to do? My man Brandon Carvalho in Super Chat says, non-wrestling question, but I enjoyed your trivia video. Would you be interested in reacting to a band called Make Them Suffer? I'll be honest with you, Brandon. If I do, it will be exclusive for patrons just because I put them on my YouTube channel. Nobody watches them, which is fine. You don't have to. And then it ruins my watch time and then my videos don't get put out to subscribers. That's what keeps happening to me, which is why this stream will be unlisted when we're finished as well. But uh, yes... Uh, if, if anything you want me to react to, just send it across. Uh, but it will likely be a patron exclusive video now because, again, what I'm finding is... Some videos I put up just destroy my watch time. And then everyone gets in touch saying, Miller, I didn't even know your last video had gone up because YouTube didn't tell me. And then I get sad because I think I I like to think I put a lot of effort into this. (laughs) My man, Sean, in the Super Chat. Good to see you, Sean. Hope you are well. Overall, Mania was pretty freaking great, except for one thing. Why can't a female come up from NXT and actually win? Both Ripley and Beza feel like Oscar from two years ago. Well, I mean, Bianca Belair came up and won, not at WrestleMania, but the night after, that was a six-man tag. Yeah, I think that's the other... You don't want to get into a position where people expect NXT talent coming up to be second rate. And there are so many examples of that. Nikki Cross managed to get through it all, which is good. And I think Rhea Ripley's not as bad as some of the other ones because she had such a good performance in the match. But yeah, you are right. I can't argue with what you're saying. Shayna Baszler comes in, she loses. Rhea Ripley comes in, she loses. You know, all the belts go back to your prominent figures that we already know are stars, as I mentioned earlier. I don't know why it happens. I really, really don't. And, it, you know, Drew McIntyre's another guy that got through. But you could argue that it happened to Ricochet. You could argue that it happened to Johnny Gargano and Johnny um, Tommaso Ciampa for the short time they were up. I mean, it didn't really do anything, did it? Look at Sanity. Sanity got absolutely diluted. I can't explain it to you. I, I really, really can't. I don't. Maybe just Vince McMahon doesn't see them. They're Triple H's guys. And they're not Vince McMahon's guys. Maybe that's the issue. So they were just banging their head on a brick wall. But that was raw. Like I say, really easy to go through really easy to to digest but that's mostly because it felt very deliberately loose so we're not tied into anything we can see where we're going to be in a week and now we get to the real interesting stage Wrestlemania was able to hold its own because it's Wrestlemania and some people were for it and some people against it but it's still the biggest show in the wrestling calendar so you're always going to have a little bit of leeway now we build to money in the bank and without sort of the right build or the right electricity or the right interest, especially because this is supposed to be the peak for wrestling, right? This is meant to be the time when everyone gets excited. And it's just not, is the truth at the moment. We, we're not having that because of everything that's going on. I don't know what they do for the next few weeks. When is money in the bank? Money in... That does not say money in the bank. That says mini in the beer. Two, 220. May in the bank, 220 I've searched for. Oh, this is not working at all. <laughs> It's not Sunday the 10th of May. So we've got a month. Oh man, that's a long time to go. I am massively, massively intrigued to see what we do over the next few weeks. I think we filmed SmackDown yesterday. There were some rumors. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Raw was filmed last week. So maybe in that taping, WWE just filmed loads, right up to Money in the Bank. It's probably not a bad idea. But obviously, Florida's been locked down mostly. So how are they going to feel? I don't know if Vince McMahon has convinced people that WWE counts as essential workers. Maybe they do to provide people entertainment. Also, the other question is, who wins Money in the Bank? Maybe Kevin Owens? Seth Rollins, potentially? I don't know. I, that's another question. Are we having one, two, three Money in the Banks? Probably 19. I, and also, Money in the Bank with no fans? I know we had the ladder match with um, the Usos, Mizra Morrison and Kofi Kingston, minus one of each team. And I loved it. But it is, again, I hate saying it, but it's true. The law of diminishing returns. The first one is always going to have a bit of a free pass. But without that atmosphere and the cheering that you're used to, it will fall apart. The bottom will fall out eventually, not because it's WWE, because that's just the truth of the matter. Uh, Tom talks rubbish in the super chat. Says, "How would you book the perfect wrestling promotion?" Um, well, there's no, there's no really right or wrong answer to that. It depends on your roster. It depends on your audience. You know, one thing I certainly do agree with Triple H is when he said that he wouldn't book, you know, Raw and SmackDown the same way he books NXT because he knows who his audience is, and AEW book for their audience too. Hence why they've got the insider references. But I think there are some things that you should always do. Again, going back to my point about Liv Morgan. If you think you have something in Liv Morgan, and maybe they don't, and it's their company and more power to them, but I would invest in her a little bit, and I would try and build her up. And I'd also beat some of our stars a bit more. You know, I think Rhea Ripley could have won. I don't think it would have hurt Charlotte. Same with Becky. And there'll be loads of other people that I can't think of right now. But those are the things AEW are doing very well, to be honest. You know, they've made stars by beating stars, Um. But booking, I don't think the such a thing as a perfect wrestling promotion. And I also don't sit here and pretend that I could do it. Maybe if I got put behind the table and given all the power, I would suck. You just don't know. It's one th- it's easy to armchair quarterback, right? But once you're actually on the field, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> can't remember anything. Uh, shout out to the guy that says I look really gray. Bro, I went gray at 16 years old. So I can't look more gray. I've had a gray beard for, you know, what, 18 years, whatever it is. So <laughs> not, not that much. <laughs> How old do I think I am? Um... Yeah, I've had a gray beard for ages. I had gray hair. Before I lost my hair, it was all gray. I remember sat in a meeting at work when I used to work in an office when I was like 22. And my boss went, Millie, you're gray. I'm like, my hair grew in gray happens don't care uh brandon carvalho in super chat says they should just have the wrestlers stream each other playing two wwe 2k it could happen i wouldn't be against it although then you still up up down down gimmick and i don't think xavier woods will be very very happy with that i don't know what's going on in other parts of the world but video games have become massive over here they did a virtual grand national the other day using a video game there's virtual boxing tournaments everyone's obviously smashing fifa we're doing f1 motorsport so yeah it's going on everywhere um, you still get the old funny duddies that go. Oh, this is ridiculous, even though it brings joy to people, and therefore we should just embrace it to begin with. But yeah, maybe they will. Maybe there is something in there. I'm surprised. Maybe it's, you know the fact that 2K20 is not the best entry in the series, but it certainly wouldn't surprise me if um if the longer this goes on, the more prevalent that becomes. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, obviously, if you're into UFC, Dana White's gone crazy, and he's gonna he's gonna be running events on a. <laughs> on a boat or an island or something i just wanted to mention that in passing and as i go through all the news just to make sure there's nothing i have missed surprisingly there is nothing i have missed which is crazy usually coming out the other end of wrestlemania you're just inundated with this happened and that happened but again it was so lackluster's not fair but so stripped back there really isn't that much more to say which is, I mean, it's saying the roar after WrestleMania. Think about the huge of the people we talk about. This person debuted and that person debuted. And oh my gosh, this happened and that happened. Not, I mean, Bianca Belair was up, but she was on WrestleMania, so it wasn't massive. Nia Jax returned, but again, I would have held that off because without that big, oh my gosh. I don't think the other NXT guys were called up. They were just there to get beaten as and when. Don't know whether it's the restarted push for Apollo Cruz. I hope that it is. I like Apollo Cruz. He's never been given a chance on the main roster. Was never really given a chance on NXT. He flew through that man, and he was he was out of there before uh, before it even before it even begun. But look, I think WrestleMania did well. I think Raw was an okay show, but I think WWE filmed that with the idea we don't know what's going to happen. Because obviously we don't usually you find out pretty quickly what your next feud for your champions will be. It's not going to be Drew versus Brock. I would imagine Brock is gone for a long ass time now, and that probably makes a lot of sense. So you kind of get into this situation where if you look at all the heels on the roster, they just lost. I don't think WWE cares about that. And I don't really, as long as the story's, you know, good. But Seth Rollins would have been my first choice, and he obviously got beaten twice by Kevin Owens. AJ Styles is dead. So there's no way he can do it. And then you are kind of starved for heels that can step into that position and at least make you believe that they're going to beat Drew McIntyre. So in the comments, throw some, throw some names in the comments about who you would like Drew McIntyre's first few to be. Same with Braun Strowman. I don't think Goldberg's going to come back anytime soon. Roman Reigns definitely isn't. So, I mean, do you put Braun Strowman against The Fiend? Do you want to see that? Or are we going putting The Fiend back into the universal title picture, which I think we've learned we don't want to do? um does Edge go after I don't know Edge is on Raw there's so many what does Edge do now who does Edge fight is the Edge Randy Orton thing done probably not what did you think about the Edge Randy Orton match as well we haven't talked about that match throw that in the comments too did you like it did you not like it I was very much down the middle I appreciated the effort and the intensity but I would have cut it in half I would have absolutely cut it in half I don't know why it needed to be that needed to be that long but I certainly some people (laughs) compared it to Torture i certainly wouldn't go that far uh, tom talks rubbish the super chat says favorite wwe game that is underrated as well here comes the pain here comes the pain is one of the best ever nobody ever talks about it anymore and obviously even though everyone loves no mercy i preferred wrestlemania 2000 i don't know why i just did it's hindsight isn't it it's hindsight i love those games i remember seeing the box for nwo so wcw vs nwo world tour uh on the shelf in a local game store near me it was so local i can't even remember the name and it had the sticker on it you know, coming up 6th of July, whenever the hell it was. And when I was in town with my mum, I would just go in there and look at that box because I was so excited about that video game. These are the days I miss. I'm old now, but I was so, I just, oh, can't wait for that game and I got it. It's just the best ever. It was the best ever. You know, obviously games have come, come on miles, leaps and bounds since then, but nothing will ever replace that feeling in my stomach. We used to get rumours that game had broken street date for certain WWE games. I remember getting home from school and legging it to game to buy it would have been one of the smackdown versus Raws, or maybe not actually whatever to, to get it <laughs> because it, it had come out four days early never a massive loser never forget that uh, super sign blast in the super chat says uh, how do you feel about tony versus that guy i can never pronounce the name of for the interim yeah tony um ferguson is fighting that dude that's also crazy i don't think we should be having any fights right now Gaethy. That's who it is. Gaethy. Justin Ga- Is he Justin? I think it's Justin Gaethy. I'm a very casual MMA fan, but I like the big fights. I mean, I imagine Tony Ferguson wins because he's got crazy cardio and he's nuts, but I just don't think we need any fights right now, especially when there's a thing going around that is contagious when you touch each other. It <laughs> seems really strange, but look, I, I didn't criticize WWE, so I'm not going to criticize here uh, versus the UFC. That would be that would be unfair. We'll see what they do. They haven't announced. They just announced it's happening. They haven't announced the details yet, so we'll uh, we'll wait and see. All right, some of the ideas for who Braun and Drew should fight: Repo Man, of course, Tyson Fury, Drew McIntyre. Did call him out. We don't want that. Braun versus Jeff Hardy. Not against that, you know. Matt Riddle versus Edge. Uh, I don't think you're going to get that. So don't hold on to that too much. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Simon Miller. Somebody said Drew McIntyre versus Jinder. It's funny you said that. I thought that the other day. I thought maybe Jinder comes back and gets thrown into a program because he's kind of a main eventer because he used to be champion, and Drew McIntyre will absolutely own him. There's no way he's going to lose the belt, so it'll get you through a few weeks. And they're buddies, so it may actually be quite good. Uh, Drew versus 3MB. Uh, Drew versus Jinder. Lots of people saying that. Drew versus Jinder versus Heath. Now everyone's saying here comes the pain is awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jinder Mahal came up a lot. I, I look I get it. I get it. I totally get it. I had the same I had the same kind of thought. Um, I don't know if we will do it. I don't know what kind of state Jinder Mahal's in. I don't know if he's in lockdown, quarantine or whatever, but there's some worth in that idea. I'm not totally against it. The Storm Legacy in the Super Chat says, Big up to WWE for doing pandemic period better than our ideas. Bray John and Bailey Sasha went in a better direction than most would credit them for. Yeah, I think so. And don't forget, I don't think we would have got the Boneyard match or the Firefly Funhouse match without this. I don't think that was the plan. I think we would have got traditional matches. And sure, there's the argument where you can go, well, that would have benefited Bray Wyatt more. Maybe it would have done. But their backs were against the wall and they delivered. And I agree, the SmackDown 5-way was my surprise of the weekend. And I like the fact we're teasing Bailey versus Sasha Banks. I'm not confident we're going to see it because we were teasing it years ago and it never happened. But at least we're heading in that direction. Uh, Geek Dapt Nation, the super chat says, I want Braun versus Bray in a Firefly Funhouse match. I don't think you want to go back to that concept too soon, especially not with someone like Braun Strowman. I don't think it works for Braun Strowman, and I don't think I want The Fiend back in the title picture. I think we need to learn from our mistakes and realize that we put ourselves in a very precarious position when we do that, so let's stay away from it. And uh, Mark Nothard in Super Chat says, or not Ard, Edge versus Adam Cole. What do you think? I'd love to see it, but I don't think you will because I think Adam Cole is synonymous with the NXT brand, and it seems like Edge is going to be, you know, rocked on Raw for, for the time being, so... But who knows? Who knows? If someone says Jinder is stuck in calendar, Canada, I like that he's literally stuck. He's at the border trying to push, but uh, uh, but he can't. Uh, right, on that note, we will start to round things up. Unless you've got any last questions, throw them in the chat. But otherwise, if you could hit the subscribe button, if you haven't subscribed, I'd really appreciate it. If you hit the like button, I'd appreciate it too, because YouTube enjoys that. Uh, this will be unlisted when we are done, but obviously you've got the link, so you have access to it. And Patreons always have access to the link, patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316, cheap plug. Um, What else do you do? Miller 316 on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you to everyone who super chatted today. Thank you to everyone who did join the Patreon this week. You're my lifeblood at the moment, so I owe you everything. And mainly, I just hope everybody enjoyed WrestleMania. It certainly distracted me for two days, and right now we needed that. I'm exhausted and I need sleep, but other than that, I'm all good. Some people are saying Drew, Damian Priest to face Drew. Way too early for Damian Priest. I wouldn't bring him up just yet. I think we need to cement him in... NXT for a while I know he's been there a bit but we need to make him more of a star you know make you I think he's gone after the world title down there yet so uh, do it someone asked me am I bald hilarious um Oscar's single run again dude you never know what a WWE are going to do with Oscar we always have high hopes and they you know the best thing is she can deal with anything but yeah don't 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 hold your breath is what I will uh, say my favorite WWE wrestler I have ever met uh, Matt Hardy would be up there because he was so nice And just, yeah, just a real, he didn't have to be as nice as he was. And John Morrison, because John Morrison, um, (laughs) yeah, watched his what culture. And he came up to me and told me he recognized my voice. And I was like, that's not how this works, John. I recognize you. You don't recognize me. But look, I loved it because I remember it now. And my man, money out the ass is back. Or Moda. Hope you're doing well, dude. Hey, Simon, hope you're well. The Firefly Funhouse match was absolute fire. The 80s Saturday night main event throwbacks were amazing. I did love that. And I love puppet Vince McMahon saying it's such good shit. Of course I did. I love insider references. I'm a massive loser. It was brilliant. And all the references to big muscly guys. It was It was great. And John Cena sending himself up. And the Nikki Bella references. And the NWO. You can't not love it if you've been invested as long as we have. I agree with you, Moda. Uh, David Harvey in Super Chat says, Simon, you're a king. Awesome. I hope you recovered from the madness of mania. I haven't. Firefly Funhouse was insane. Who would you have the next feud with The Fiend? It's a great question. I don't know. There are so many people just in limbo at the moment. Again, because of what we're trying to deal with. I hate to keep saying that, but it's true. Where does The Fiend go? I mean, Braun Strowman makes sense because he doesn't have any sort of challenges right now, but we've already established why that's a bad idea. I don't know. Roman Reigns is gone. I think WWE would have gone back to that, but we can't because he's not around. I don't know. That's a great question. It's, I really have absolutely zero idea, which I know is a terrible, terrible answer, but you go through that, I mean, Daniel Bryan, I know we've done that. We've done that, though. You can't do that again. And he's feuding with Sami Zayn. Elias? I know that sounds like what, but if you want, you know, if you want The Fiend just to go through somebody, he beat Baron Corbin, maybe just run It's not very exciting. It's not necessarily something that I want to see, but it kind of makes sense. Because, I mean, you tell me. Who do you tell me? Lots of people are saying Jeff Hardy. I don't think they're going to bring Jeff Hardy back and just drop him out to The Fiend. Will it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out though. Maybe The Fiend could bring Styles back from the dead. I can see that happening, although they're on different brands. So that may be uh, a, a thing. Do you think Strowman will get a long reign as champion? Nope. I think he'll be out of there within two months, max. Uh, Brandon Carvalho in the super chat. Thank you, Brandon. Fiend versus Sami Zayn. Well, he's tied up with Daniel Bryan. But I think, yeah, if he can get out of that. But then Sami Zayn needs to lose the IC championship first. I don't want to see The Fiend as the IC champion. No way. Uh uh-uh. uh-uh. Not happening. Uh, who would you have in another Boneyard match with Taker? I would love Hall of Pain Mark Henry. I think we're going to do another one that it probably should be Bray Wyatt. But then, if you had told me 12 months ago that we were going to do it with AJ Styles, I'd be like, that seems weird. I was incorrect. Nikki Nacho in the Super Chat says, check your Gmail, Sai. Okay, I will. I can't do it right now. <laughs> A bit busy. But I will. I will. I'll, I'll see that. Thank you very much, Nikki. And do you want Fiend versus Corbin and just turn him face because he gets cheered anyway? No. I think no I can't even explain it I just don't I just don't all right, on that note, again, seven minutes time, uh, or s- so it should be around about 2 p.m. today. I think there's been some issues, so we'll figure it out. But have a what Culture Wrestling. Uh, before then, look, there's loads of stuff you can watch. There's some whys up there. There's ups and downs for WrestleMania Night 1 and Night 2, and a bunch of other content from the guys. So you, I'm sure you'll be able to catch up on something. There'll be something that takes your fancy, I'm sure. Give them a subscribe. Give me a subscribe, too. If you're on my channel right now, the button is right down there, wherever the hell it is. It's absolutely free. Make sure the notifications are on. Do have a Patreon, patreon.com for the summer 316. And again, thank you to everybody who has helped me out. There's a link in the description below. Even if you just want to peruse it or give me a dollar, it would rock. And simon 316 on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have ordered from SimonMiller.BigCartel.com, your item has gone out, but the post around me is terrible right now. It's terrible. I sent a letter to myself a couple of weeks ago to see it didn't arrive. It is going to come I send everything with proof of sending and numbers so I can track everything. It will get to you eventually. Just please, you know, it's not my fault. Please give me the benefit of the doubt here. And I get it to you as soon as I can. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, As always, I'm going to put a video up later, which is a terrible idea when you do a stream, but I'm going to try and do it anyway. And yeah, I'll see you again live on Thursday at 1 p.m. Push that too early. (laughs) I'm going. See you.